Resident Frequency. Tune into your neighborhood. Resident Frequency. 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 Tune into your neighborhood. Resident Frequency. Tune into your neighborhood. Tune into your neighborhood. Duck. The Forgotten Town. The best place in the world because I was born here, he was born here, mate, and the majority of people you see here. The way I describe clay is, it's like a cake. So you know a cake recipe and how you make a cake. Clay is exactly the same. There's lots of different ingredients that go into making just one clay body. It's not literally dug out of the ground and you sell it, which I think is what most people think it is. And it's much more complex than that. But you know how you have chocolate cake, you have Victoria sponge, it's exactly the same with clay. <laughs> I'm Hannah Alt and I am the sales and marketing director at Valentine Clays but it doesn't really just stop there. I'm also the director of Love Clay which is a new ceramic centre that's opened in Stoke and I'm also a show director for Art and Clay which is a massive big ceramics festival down south. I suppose I'm quite fortunate because I've been born into it so this is my family's business so when I came along it was already established so I've kind of lived and breathed clay my whole life. But I've been out into the big wide world and learnt things and brought it back to my family's business, which has really helped me in terms of what we've done uh, over the last couple of years and in expanding the business and building this ceramic centre here. We're challenging people's views of the ceramic industry that, you know, it isn't dead and buried. There's a massive resurgence in the industry at the moment. It is contemporary, forward thinking, and that's what we wanted to show with our kind of facilities here. When you look at this space, I'm very proud of what you see because it is very different. It's very unstoke. The idea is when you go into a museum, it's behind glass. You feel really detached from what you're looking at. We didn't want to do that here. So you can come and actually get up close and personal with all the ceramic pieces. It's great to kind of be able to showcase the amazing ceramics that, you know, it's been made throughout the world but using a Stoke-on-Trent product. We can go outside the fire hand we're looking at now this is something my dad spent an awful lot of time helping it's a community-based project that took place at gladstone pottery museum it's called gladstone fired up and lots of the community got involved in terms of creating this hand the artist involved was called wally hall he was renowned for creating what we call these fire hands so they actually set up a fire inside the hand and then they kind of like created it as its own kiln really. And the idea is it represents the five towns. Yes, I know we've got six, but six fingers would look odd. People have written all different things on there of what Stoke means to them. A up duck and you know, all that kind of stuff on there. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh, no. 
very doing nice. out of the sun. We're here very kindly because Hannah's uh, helped us out at the moment. I've got a studio, I'm resetting my studio up. I'm Dennis Farrell made ceramics most of my life really. I haven't really made for a while and because of the studio here at Valentine's I've been able to come along and do a, a body of work. It keeps me going, it keeps some things coming out. I'm Angela Verdon and I'm similarly working alongside with Dennis. I actually came and worked for 10 years in Stoke at the Gladstone Pottery Museum and then I went back to Derby. We have very different styles like most people do but they tend to go together so it's kind of learning something new as well. I work exclusively completely in bone china by making um, little sculptural pieces. Uh, well, my work's based on landscape uh, influences, coastal landscape influences. Yeah, I gather all that together and uh, make pieces which have a kind of energy, if you like. Mine is quite labour-intensive, so I just get clay and then I dry out and then I fire it to a soft biscuit, do a lot of grinding and sanding with diamond, and then fire them again. We're in the workshop space now. It's a great facility that we've purpose-built, and my dad has been hugely involved in what you're looking at. He's literally built everything pretty much in this room, apart from the kilns and the machines, but it's quite unique because it's a self-contained space. We have course running at the weekend, but the rest of the building will be shut. Whatever kind of ceramic discipline you're interested in, whether it's sculpture, whether it's throwing, hand building, whatever you want to do, we've got people that have got that expertise and can help you to do it. It is therapeutic, it, it isn't is it? Absolutely. And you don't have to worry about being good at it because no. I've been brought up in this industry no. and I still can't throw a pot. No. And people have tried, it's not my talent, I'm sorry. Do you want to come and see all yeah. the clay? Come and see. So we're in our warehouse now. This has transformed us in terms of our business in a sense and our efficiency and our logistics offering. In this facility now, you are looking at 2,000 pallets of clay. On each pallet is 1,000 kilos or 80 bags of clay. In terms of manufacturing, we have 14 production plants and we need more. Daily we're running out of clays because of the demand and that is a great position to be in. So this is our exhibition space. It's a great space that basically looks down onto our gallery and it looks out through the glass windows. People can come in and purchase ceramics. So downstairs in our gallery area, that's more like a museum, so you can come and view contemporary ceramics, whereas up here it gives people the opportunity to buy them. We've got two massive big ceramic installation pieces that have been created with two schools. You look at their designs, they've got like the shuttles, because obviously the shuttle can't get to space without ceramic tiles on it to take the heat. They've got like obviously the older bottle kilns here, but with contemporary buildings next to them, you know, Formula One cars that they've drawn, Stoke City, obviously, the sounds that you're hearing. That was um, John Shapner, who is a local sound artist, has created these fabulous sounds just from going into different factories, into our factory, to Ways Royal Crown Derby. Emma Bridgewater. This is quite interesting. This is about Ladisi, something that Alan and Cheryl Gerald have been working on, but it was a city. It's a city that got destroyed and we went and helped rebuild it in the summer of 1942. 
I'm very proud, you can tell I'm very much a Stokey. I'm proud of where I'm come from, I'm proud of what we do, and I'm proud of what we're trying to give back and how we're trying to put Stoke on the map as well. I've been told by lots of people to come and talk to you. I'm doing a little radio piece about Fenton and I've been told that you are quite prolific in the area. <laughs> My name is Cheryl Gerard, and we're in the Art Bay Gallery, which is a gallery in the square of Fenton, overlooking the church and what was the magistrate's court is now again the town hall, originally built as the town hall. It's been the magistrate's court for as long as most people can remember. The MOJ decided that they were going to close it in 2012 and the Magistrates Court is now in Newcastle. So the building was put up for sale um, for half a million pounds and the local community felt that it should come back to be used by the local community. It was originally built for the local community. So working with partners, we formed a sort of working group, Fenton 498, which represents the 498 men that are on the mint and tiled ceramic memorial inside the town hall. We kind of ran a two-year campaign and there was a really strong push and consensus that this building should come back to be used by the community. But... We just felt that they weren't listening and there was news that there had been some sort of bid, you know, gone been put in for the building. And so we decided that we would occupy the building just to, to try and make them realise that actually, you know, we're quite serious here. Because of the memorial, there's always a remembrance service at the Cenotaph outside here on the square every year. We arranged to have the building open so that people could go and view the memorial as part of that service and then we informed the security that we weren't going to leave the building. We were there a month actually, that isn't necessarily what we planned and after the end of that period the building actually, the MOJ, did offer the building back to the local authority, to the City Council for one pound. Unfortunately the City Council had not been engaged with us at all during the process and refused the offer. Basically what happened, the great-grandson of the man who built the building, who still owned some property around Benton, literally at the last minute put an offer in, which they accepted, <laughs> on the condition that members of the community would leave them alone and stop giving them any more hassle. There is a bid being prepared at the moment for the top floor to be converted back to the original ballroom, which is great. And once the conversion goes ahead, I mean, the sky's the limit. It's a huge, beautiful space. And I'm Alan Gerard, Cheryl's husband. We support local artists. Many of the artists who exhibit here used to work in the ceramic industry. Since its decline, they've tried to make their way in the art world, and we, we try and help them do that. We branch out into other areas, working with the community in Fenton and Stoke-on-Trent in general, um, to try and help change people's perceptions of Stoke-on-Trent, 
regeneration is very important to us. Um, and we like to think that we've offered something bigger than just an art gallery to the city. Mm. So we get people from all over. We're not on the main drag, so people come here because they want to buy the artwork, look at the artwork, view the artwork. For us, it's the local landscapes which do seem to sell and which seem most popular with people. We send all over the world, mostly to people who have lived in Stoke-on-Trent. You know, these fond memories of the pop banks and the landscape has changed so much in Stoke-on-Trent. just seems to talk to people. You know, people are really proud of their heritage and their history. It's really important that the creative sector in Stoke-on-Trent continues to thrive. It just so happens that Stoke-on-Trent's heritage seems to be popular. In our role as cultural champions and also very involved with the Community Association, we decided that the project that we could run would be to commemorate all the men and boys that died from Fenton. It's part of the national There But Not There campaign and it's about remembering the Tommies that died. We've got one standing Tommy, which is a black outline of a standing soldier with his rifle. And then we've got a number of clear silhouettes which are designed to sit on seats and pews and benches. The project in Fenton is going to run up to Armistice. So we sort of started with the pubs. We've got 10 pubs in Fenton. Um, we used to have many more actually. Mm. <laughs> we used to have a couple on every street really. But the, the idea with the pubs is that the, the Tommies have come back home so in terms of the commemoration, these are men who have come back home and these are men who used to use the pubs. You know, the pubs were built in the very early 1900s, so these men lived in the streets, the Terry streets. They lived in the houses that many of the people here, are, you know, they, they're living in them now. And the men are coming back home and they're going to be sitting there, hopefully with a pint. Now it's up to the customers. They can either interact with them, begin to talk about what these men went through in the war. They may not interact with them at all, but either way, these acrylic figures, they've come back home and they're having a pint in the pub that they used to use in, let's say, 1913 before they went to war.